See this? This is my boomstick! got news for you, pal. You ain't leading but two things right now. Jack and shit. And Jack left town. Hey, but enough about punching old ladies. This is Slow Robot to Go-Go. The show that punches you in the face with great knowledge and comedy. Yeah. Comedy. (laughs) And B-movie goodness. Uh This is show 203. My name is Mal. With me as always. Dr. Morbius. From Parts Unknown. And this is Slow Robot, dedicated to B through Z grade movies. Oh, and we're dedicating these movies definitely to all to you Zed. out there. This, this is the Z range, the Z. Yeah, this is well, down. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's it's got its charm. Both movies chosen this week are uh, interesting, interesting in their own strange special ways. Way, yeah, yeah. Special ways, right? Yeah. Ah, my gosh, uh, did you what did you watch anything this no, week? I, didn't. I watched so much this week. It's good, crazy, crazy town. Uh, I watched the Star Trek reboot, or the re, you know that uh, the one that J.J. Um, J. Abrams did, where they kind of remade the original series with the new guys. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. I, 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 I've seen it before. I like it. It's one of those that I. We well, saw in the theaters, didn't you? Mm-mm. No, I didn't see that one in the theaters. Oh, okay. Uh, I saw. I was surprised. You're actually, talking about Star Trek, aren't you? Star Trek, yes. You oh, I said Star, Star Wars. Wars. Oh my gosh. Yeah, you have me going. And both by J.J. Abrams. That's crazy. Yeah, see, now. See, He's definitely like reimagining your uh, childhood. I can now. imagine. I can't wait for the hate mail. He's the new uh, Spielberg. Uh, if I if I confuse Star Trek and Star Wars, I I can't wait for the hate mail to come rolling in. Just clickety clack, clickety clack. No, that's just the right. angry click clack. So um yeah, so uh, you know uh, I actually really enjoyed the new Star Trek reimagining, and and I watch it every now and then. I'll watch it. It's just uh, one of those fun dumb movies. Um, then I watched, uh, 30. Now you're going to get in trouble when you call it a dumb movie. Yeah. So twice. Oh man, the emails. Then I watched uh 30 for 30. The, uh, it was a two hour special on the 85 bears. I've seen that. Which is good. A good movie. You know, it's a good show. You yeah, know. I've seen that. I watched a documentary called Soaked in Bleach, which is. About tie dyeing? Yes. And, uh, and the, the wave of hippies that are bringing it back. Oh no. No, no it's about, uh, about, it was this whole documentary about this Kurt uh, Cobain suicide and, oh, and yeah. the whole angle was that it was a murder and covered up yeah. um which you know there it was compelling enough that you go maybe I usually don't go Who in for that put crap put the finger at Courtney Love Courtney, or something yeah, yeah. Mm. and uh but I don't know we'll see then I watched the 1987 classic Monster Squad yeah. Which was a uh, funny, stupid, you know, it was a kids movie, but it was all the uh, seeing all the 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 different monsters and like they're trying to come back and take over the world and everything. It was it was cornball, but funny. Uh, wow. Mm, 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 mm. Can't read it. Oh, then I watched. Uh, yeah, I know. Then I watched American Experience: The Poisoner's Handbook, which was uh, mm. interesting. Then I watched Spy Hard. That. That uh, remi- that that spoof movie with Leslie Nielsen and then uh, oh yeah and yeah, who's yeah. the other guy who he's missing his arms, uh, famous actor oh come on uh, with missing arms no 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 well in the movie in the oh I never uh, saw it I oh don't know. I can't remember the guy's name he's like one of those classic like not Lauren Green no. I I, it, who cares whatever it was Spy Hard and I watched Richard Pryor Icon sure is and uh, so yeah that, so that was a fun 
Um, I, I really Pryor like Richard. Is really funny. Yeah, he he's is really, really funny. funny. Uh, it was it was one of those things where I, I I enjoyed watching some of it. They did whitewash a little bit of the the Uber drug use, which he t- he yeah, talked about. Well, he, uh, he lit himself on fire lit with himself the crack. On fire with crack. Yeah. And uh, I guess some, his his friend slash bodyguard even said uh, he was surprised that more people didn't because he used to use this gigantic torch to light his his um crack crack and heroin and stuff. So. Um, you know, he he was very funny. He was you know, genuinely funny. He was, yeah, he I was. Mean, that, that one movie of his, the first concert movie that he did, I saw oh, in the yeah. theaters. Hilarious movie. See, oh, you mean like it was in live at Long Beach? It was or in something? the movie theaters. Th- yeah, back in the seventies. Wow, oh, can you yeah, imagine dude. that? Oh yeah, we were like sitting there laughing our butts off, couldn't believe what he was saying because we had never seen that guy at, at full uh, uncensored fury before. It was totally hilarious, man, what he was awesome. saying. And he had a rough life. I mean, I think yeah. his mom was a prostitute. He was born and his dad, lived in a whorehouse. Well, yeah, his dad was a. Uh, wasn't around and he was like a pimp, you know. Hey, but he was a genuinely funny guy. I mean, I've seen him, I remember seeing him on Carson. He was hilarious, yeah. you know. He was the whole thing. And he did blend in into white mainstream. He did movies oh, like yeah. The Toy and yeah. all that stuff. And, uh, you know, he was. He said Although they did say that was just for the cash, all the stuff. Of course it was, but. Because um, they even had talked. Well, the one thing they did talk about, which was kind of sad, was that they. He was, because of his use of of the, the very aggressive words, you know, that, that aren't even uh, acceptable to say now, um, you know, he, he was like not bankable to the point where he helped write blazing saddles. Yeah. But they didn't, they couldn't use him. Like the, the studio was like, no, no, which, well, there was the, there was the Cleavon little was the, so maybe he was yeah, a little too but controversial. I mean, maybe yeah, but yeah, well, Cleavon little was, they had to choose him over, over the guy who helped write or, you know, who co-wrote it. Cause, they didn't think he 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 might have been too much or too hard, you know. And you're like, yeah, oh, that's yeah. weird. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> it reminds me of a lot. Of course, going up, one of the first videotapes I ever bought was Eddie Murphy Raw, which was like a very funny. Yeah, yeah. But it was the same like venue, like concert almost. Yeah, that's it. Like that's it's it. A big, he was. It, and he was modeling it after Richard Pryor. Richard you know? Pryor, yeah, yeah, because he was because Bill Cosby didn't work like that. He was he's a clean comedian. But yeah. uh, uh, Pryor was you know was pretty. Out there, it was pretty out there. Eddie Murphy kind of did. Well, he was breaking away from his TV image, where it was like, <laughs> yeah, Saturday Night Live guy who does all the imitations and you know, yeah. pretty funny and all that stuff. Yeah, Pryor is an interesting character. He was definitely, you know, there was so, guys like Pryor, Red Fox, who was pretty blue. Yeah, and, well, even look, George Carlin went from he yeah. he went from being kind of a straight laced comedian to just. Uh, hippie, hippie dippy, drug culture and craziness. You seven know, words you can't say on TV and Cheech and Chong. They broke the yeah. they broke the the ground for comedy and. Uh, Sadly, I think Carlin. I just got angrier and angrier. Yeah, he was just an angry old. He really was an angry old guy. And you're just like you're not even funny. You're just an crazy old angry man that you'd see it like at a freaking bus terminal. You know what I mean? Like he's just like an old guy. He's just like an old psychotic rant. You're like you're not even funny. This isn't even a comedy anymore. That's it exactly. You crazy old bastard. Go live in your mansion. I mean, I I still love, but as much as I love the counterculture guys, I still love the. You know, Rickles and Newhart and all those <laughs> yeah. guys. Those guys are still funny. Bob Newhart was very funny. You know I, uh, he's one of my favorite comedians. And yeah. Flip Wilson. Uh, but Flip Wilson, I mean, but yeah. I mean, 
Bob Newhart was just so straight laced. You you had to laugh at this stuff. You know, you know? it's funny if you go on YouTube and you watch the Dean Martin roast. You see uh-huh. those comedians. Uh, the other day, what was I watching? And my friend didn't like him, but I, that cracks me up. That Foster Brooks who was always playing a drunk or whatever. Oh my God, that, oh, dude, yeah, that yeah. dude kills me when I see him. He's just like. I don't know. That old school comedy cracks me up. But yeah, I do love the Priors and the Carlins and the Cheech and Chongs and all that. I mean, because they're they're genuinely funny. They're not just um, whatever. Yeah, yeah. They're genuinely funny in a broad and a specific way. Yeah. They're not just of their time. They're kind of universal in a way. Cheech and Chong are kind of like... A, a modern version of an old school comedy team, and just, the, which was drugs. And it, just, it it totally works. Slapstick you know, and it, stupidity. I and actually think they don't get as much credit as they should. Uh, I think so. Because they just are labeled as the 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 druggies, the, hippie, the, the hippies. But they 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 were really funny. Their they comedy, really their funny, comedy, yeah. their comedic timing, and their the stuff they were doing was just hilarious, you know. Yeah. It was. And 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 they were at most of the time they were making fun of their own culture and people exactly. who sh- and everyone was still laughing even that's the people they're making exactly, fun of, you yeah. know. That's it exactly. Crazy. All right, well, let's go into some trailer break and then we're gonna get into our movies because some, some crazy. You want to talk about crazy man? Yeah, yeah. We have uh, our crazy du jour and then a side order of crazy. <sighs> yeah, you got so, that right. All right, we'll be right back. Hey. Want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? If more than anything you want love, then I, Emmanuel, will teach you to love with all the freedom of a man and all the imagination of a woman. I will show you how to awaken the mysteries of love hidden in all of us. You will be liberated and will say with me, nothing is wrong if it feels good. Paramount Pictures presents the all-new Emmanuel, the joys of a woman. Rated X. No one under 17 admitted. If you were one of the millions of moviegoers who were electrified by the unbearable suspense and sheer terror of Jaws, get ready for Eaten Alive. Mel Ferrer, Carolyn Jones, Stuart Whitman, Neville Brand. Created by Toby Hooper, maker of the screen sensation The Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Marty Rustin presents a new horror classic, Eaten Alive. Into this house of terror comes a handful of unsuspecting innocents. Hello? What happens to these people in Eaten Alive will give you the most chilling, terrifying 90 minutes you ever spent in a theater. Eaten Alive, a VIP picture rated R. This sort of thing ain't my bank, baby. What awaits you in the house of seven corpses is more than a fear you can't explain. A fate you can't prevent. A death you can't escape. The House of Seven Corpses holds a deadly secret. You must see it to believe it. There are eight graves, seven bodies, one killer. And he's already dead. International Amusement Corporation presents The House of Seven Corpses. Rated PG. 
parental guidance suggested. Death waits in the house of seven corpses. Barney, don't steal any beer while I'm gone. What kind of pathetic drunk do you take me for? Somebody spilled beer in this ashtray. All right, there you have it. And now we're on to our movies. Which which of these glorious movies are we doing first? Let's do Dynamite Brothers. All right. So this is an this is another one in our my series of my favorite B movie director Al Adamson. This is another Al <laughs> Adamson joint. Did we did we did Black Samurai? Remember? Yeah, yeah, this is yeah. Another one, I'm not sure if he did another one, but this is his, his, his other kung fu movie. This is such a tweener movie. Yeah. It wants to be Shaft, but isn't. Yeah, 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 it yeah, wants yeah. to be, uh, you know, like a big kung boss fu. man or kung, or like a, you yeah. know, like the uh, End of the Dragon, but it isn't. Yeah. Like, you're like, oh my God. You know what it is? And it wants to be that movie with Tony Curtis and Sidney Poitier, the Defiant ones, too, where they're shackled <laughs> together. I was like, please take those handcuffs off as soon as possible. Like, they, that whole portion, it was like 20 minutes of them running around handcuffed together. And I was like, would you please get those off of your freaking... Get, stop it. Stop doing this, please. I was scared it was going to be the entire movie. I was going to be like, no. ah! <laughs> no, this... You know, the the guy, the kung fu guy, Alan Tang, he was actually a, a, you know, a star. He made a lot of movies. And... Uh, Alan Adamson actually brought real Hong Kong people. So even though it wasn't shot that great... Well, the great, bad guy... Yeah, they oh were real. Oh my God. Was, well, that bad guy is, or there was a brother that yeah. turned out to be. He's in like everything. James Hong. Yeah, he's in James so Hong, many yeah. like mainstream movies. Chinatown. Yeah, China, and and uh, he was. I think he was one little, of the guys big in trouble in Little Big China. Trouble in Little China. Yeah, just. Yeah, James Hong is still around too. He's awesome. But I mean, he actually got the uh, kung fu people real to do the fighting. So the fighting wasn't like uh, what's the one that we watched, Devil's Express. <laughs> this that was they, they tried, but this is the real deal. Yeah. I mean, they were really like doing the kicks, and they had the experience, and yeah, you could still see it wasn't. It wasn't. It didn't reach that. No. That um, choreographed. No, because it can't. Because Al Adamson just. You know, he's uh, like, we're not paying. It's not uh, his. It's not his gig. You know. <laughs> to make a comedy. Apparently, he was one of the first guys to bring him over here. So he had the the, the foresight. Yeah, foresight. To bring Kong Kong guys over. Yeah, William Forsyth. Yeah, to bring him over here. And when they do fight, it does look like a kung fu movie, but it's not shot the same way. Well, and and that's okay, you know. Blah, blah, um, blah and all that. Be who you are. Plus, Alan Tang was dubbed too, so that's always kind of fun. That's not his real voice. And <laughs> the other guy, Stud, uh, Studs <laughs> McGee or whatever the heck his name was, <laughs> Timothy <laughs> Brown. He was in Mash. He was Spear Chucker Jones in Mash. Really? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know. Oh my god. They did have, and yeah, James Hong was in Aldo Ray, the racist cop. He's been in all sorts of movies. He Aldo actually, Nova. He was actually in like, you know, like big budget movies in the fifties, but his career all went into the greatness of the exploitation. <laughs> he actually, he actually acted not at not in the, whatever since he was actually. In a porn movie, but he didn't partake in the. Yeah. Uh, but he was. He that's was how bad. That's how, that's how far movie. down he got. You know, good wow. old Aldo Ray. So anyway. Yeah. I don't know at that point, wouldn't you just? I'm gonna go work at a at a at a bar at, or go work at a freaking video teach, club. Teach school. Yeah. yeah, right. Or a video, you know, at a blockbuster because yeah, you know, we're at a blockbuster instead of making like you know being the actor in a porn oh, movie. God, but that would uh, be the worst. So did Cameron Mitchell too, but hey, man, you know you got to pay the bills. You got to, you know, if you got to. Without said skills, how will you pay said bills? Exactly. So there you go. Wow. So anyway, what is it? Our movie starts off with a, 
with uh, Alan Tang or, or I forget what his name was in the movie. He's like uh, he just jumped <laughs> off a ship. His name's equally horrible in the movie. Yeah, it's like it, his name is Alan Tang in real life, and then it was like. God, I forgot what his name was. It was something like he, he, something weird. It was a very weird name, and I was like, "Wait, what?" Anyway, um, he's, he's he's doesn't start off with the with that kung fu. No, d- um, like when they were at that the the brother they were at the brother's place, and he was they had the guys lined up, and they were like pr- practicing at a oh, dojo. Yeah, 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 they yeah. did that that and then that one guy came out and obliterated everyone. Then yeah. it went to the we must eliminate the guy coming from China. Go show him who's who. And then then it was then he jumped off the ship. Yeah, yeah. right, right, yeah. So he's just off the ship and he's looking for his brother. And then at the very beginning, like they're they're like uh, um, Aldo Ray, the bad cop, is he's connected with the mob, the Chinese mob. Yeah. So he's got some guys going after him. I guess they're trying to bring him in for for like you trying know, to beat him up for being there. For go, being go, an Get out of here. Go 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 back to China. Everyone keeps saying. So you though, get yeah. some fight scenes and this and that yeah. and the other thing. And he ends up. I think he ends up escaping. Right. Yeah. He runs away. He beats him up. He leaves his bag, his sack of clothing. You know, yeah. and he runs, and then he like the, one of the things about this movie, and it's 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 an Alan Adamson. Movie. I know that there's no like like he just happens upon this other guy like his cousin. Well, yeah, he goes to his cousin. His cousin gives him an address: one two three Fake Street, L.A. And he's like, oh, okay, oh, great. Watch, yeah. It's <laughs> they put they send him to the ghetto. Yeah, yeah. so. So he's just walk around. Then the, the then they fast forward to the to the uh, spirit Tucker Jones who no wh- no but you forgot something when, as soon as he when he goes to see his cousin oh, he says he doesn't want to give him but he gives it to him he goes hey I don't tell anybody you're here blah blah so he leaves as soon as he leaves the cousin goes out and yeah. he, his car blows up and you're yeah, like yeah his car blows up and you're like okay so explosion number one yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One of the things that's so disjointed about this movie is, like, he just, they, they happen, like, later in the movie, they just, oh, I need my brother in, in, in L.A. Oh, he might be here. I think I know him. Like, I know him from L.A. Does the does the screen, the person that wrote this, do they understand that's, like, going out into the biggest city in the world, Tokyo, and saying, hey, is, is, uh... John well, Chin here? Oh, yeah, yeah, he's right there. Well, he's the Chinese over there. community is very tight. Oh, uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> so, uh-huh. so, uh, <laughs> so anyway, they, he, he does his thing, and then they cut back to uh, the cop, Aldo Ray, with, uh, you know, the stud brown. I think that was the stud brown, and he's got, taking him in for whatever he did, you know. Nothing. Like, they just were, like, rousing him, you know. Yeah, so then they stop at, like, a, a bus station for some reason or another to pick somebody up or to cut a drug deal or whatever. And they leave Stud Brown in the car by himself. And, of course, they leave the keys in the car, too. Yeah. So Stud goes in while they're going in, and he grabs the keys, and he takes the mic. Unplugs the, the mic, yeah. The, the thing. And then they, 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 Aldo Ray comes back with, uh, you know, Alan Tang, you know, the, the immigrant. He goes, well, he wasn't the guy I was looking for, but he's a ref. He's an immigrant. He's a, you know, so we'll take him in, and we'll cuff him together, blah, blah, blah. You know, so they, they he ends up cuffing him. And then, they, they, then Stud Brown gets out of the car, and he starts, and he beats... He beats, he beats the them cop. up basically, yeah. and they take off running. And then there's like some drunk guy, comedy relief guy, that gets in the way to prevent. You know, yeah. <laughs> I was like, like, wait, what? So okay. now we now it becomes a defiant one. So they're handcuffed and they're running through the fields for a well, while. They, well, they ran into the, they jumped in the back of a truck. They forget that part. Yeah, and then they get into a fight with some. This guy's like, hey, 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 there's a, there, you know, some guy. They jumped in. Oh no, you. They jumped off the first truck. They get in the first truck and then they and jump because then they jump off like while it's moving, which would have broken many arms. And then they, then they got, then they went through fields and all whatever, and then they jump onto the back of another truck. 
And this time, the guy knows that they're back there, so he stops to pick up his buddies that are, like, the KKK who are going to beat these guys up. It almost looks like guys that were waiting to work at uh, Home Depot or something yeah, like that. Yeah, kind of, you know. And then uh, they get into a little kung fu. This kung fu fight, you know. And then they jump out of that one, too, after they beat everyone up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they run through the field. Then they head up, like, they see they go to a farm, and then... We get some boobs, you know, for yeah. the only ones we get. It's <laughs> so funny. Boobs, the know. Chinese guy's looking for a for a, a, a saw to cut the thing off, and and um, St- what's his Stud name? Stud Brown. Stud Brown is just staring out the window, looking at this girl undressing at a window. Which yeah. okay, you're like whatever. And he, the guy keeps talking to him. He's just like, yeah, just keep looking. Yeah, just keep yeah, looking. Like okay, he won't, okay. he won't stop looking at the girl, which is funny. Yeah. yeah. So then, then uh, yeah. so then they, he he cuts off the he finally gets something, and then they get. They're hitchhiking, and they, that's when he gets. They get picked up by an Asian girl in a, yeah. in a Mustang, right? In a yellow yeah. Mustang. Yeah. Well, and this was like the worst years of Mustang ever. They didn't even look like Mustangs at this yeah. point. They were just like these long, weird. They got rid of the side thing. Yeah, like, yeah. You know, it, yeah. It, it was a bad time for Mustangs in general. <laughs> it was like I think a '74 or '73 where they're just like these long, ugly, un. Yeah. Terrible. So she's driving there. That's where they were like, "Oh, do you know? You know." Chin, who lives in L.A.? Oh, yeah, I think so, maybe. Let me go check, yeah. you know. And, and you're like, okay. Then they get out, and they go to that... Um, well, she she says, well, here's my, here's where I work. Come there later, and I'll check around to see if I, if anyone knows this guy. And that, that's when they get off, and they go to, like, um, Studs Buddy's Buddy. bar. Who, who, they're getting beat up by the cops. They're like, getting beat up by the cops. No, by, by the, by the, by the bad, bad guys that work with the cops or yeah. whatever. And the guy gets cut with the yeah. razor blade. The guy's name is Razor. He likes to use a razor blade. Yeah. And so they they go in And, and this scene was definitely up. not brought to you by Coca-Cola. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Every time they go into the bar, the whole wall is a Coca-Cola sign. Yeah. And I, and I thought to myself, I wonder if Pepsi... But paid for the sponsorship and put the Coke sign in there. <laughs> but anyway, so they break it up after like you know the the main guy gets cut up and and they uh, and and then and then uh, the cop comes in and and he's like takes the guys out and he's like hey you you know you jerk you didn't do the job right blah blah or whatever so they're all working together for some drug importing and apparently the 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 guy in the bar the the owner of the bar the pimp dude or whatever yeah. he's He's a cool pimp because he doesn't like to do drugs, push mm. drugs, or anything. He just put, he just has prostitution and yeah. gun running and all that stuff, but he doesn't want to do drugs or anything like that. So okay, so then like um, you know, the Stud Brown meets a mute girl. So then they got their little romance going on. So weird. Yeah. That whole part was like what? A little love thing. Yeah, like and that's cool, you know, because that I I swear I thought you were gonna come with that song he sings her. No, that stupid song. I was uh, like, I, 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 I was like, I know Doctor Morbius is gonna yank that off there yeah, to play. No, I didn't. It was terrible. It yeah, was the worst it thing. It was like, you are Carol, I am Stud, Stud and Carol, something like yeah, that. Yeah, it was so, this know. song. He started singing. I was like, oh man. Yeah, I should have looked for it, but I didn't even think it about was it. Brutal. It, it was, was brutal. It was. It was some of the worst. <laughs> it was the worst. It was the worst thing I've ever heard in my I life. I will find it one day. But not right <laughs> it now. Was so. So while he goes there. <laughs> I think Alan Tang goes looking for his brother, and the girl yeah. takes him to some shady dude or yeah, whatever. Oh, well, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they're like, oh, he goes to the restaurant. She's like, yeah, I think we found, you know, where he he might be, you know. Blah blah blah. He goes see some shady dude, and the shady dude tells him, nah, I don't know where he is, and go, go back to China. Everyone, keeps yeah, go back, yeah, go back to China, yeah. you know, whatever. 
So then I forgot how it happens, but somehow or another he gets he, he comes back and he's looking for information and he gets like caught by the the shady dude's people, right? Alan Tang and they take him and they throw him in a pit. Oh man, you see, I, you know what? I'm like you like blacked out. I am blacking out about this movie a little bit because this is one of those movies where there's there's one or two locations and they kind of keep going back and forth to them. Like, you're in the bar like three or four times, you're in the bad guy's house like three or four times, and there's no real reason to be there other than, well, gotta kill four minutes, let's go back to this guy's house, you know? Yeah. And and they do mix in some, mar- there's been some fights in there, there's people fighting every yeah, now and then. Yeah, there's a fight scene just to pick up the pace or Right, and, but, it's, but it's just like kind of nonsensical. You know? Kind of, yeah. Like, like, when they saved that, like, they are the ones that ran in and saved the pimp. And then they hid in the back room because then the cops came in. I'm like, well, what are the chances the same two cops who were over there yeah, right. are going to be here? Like, that's not how the world no, works, you know? No, because the cops, the two cops were connected with the bad guys. They were, mm-hmm. the, Aldo Ray and the other guy was connected with the Razor and all that because they were connected with the Chinese I know, but Kingpin or whatever. The world's a little bit bigger than that, though. Yeah, yeah. well, <laughs> the Al Adamson world is a little smaller and more compact. I gotcha. I shouldn't be nitpicky, but I'm just like... That's not how this works. You were like, <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, you could have been, you could have made it into two part of the Godfather saga, yeah. but I guess they try to limit it to ninety they minutes. They were on a truck for like thirty minutes. That automatically much, yeah. means they're now not in that guy's realm anymore. Yeah, he, that bad guy lives here. That's like twenty minutes that way. Now they're in some other guy's bad guys like realm, you know. But whatever. So anyway, the bad the the bad guys think they're gonna kill Alan Tang, and he ends yeah. escaping. And then eventually the bad guy, you know, the 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 guy who put him in there, gets like uh, killed by it with a uh, with the razor with the um, not with a razor with the acupuncture. Remember? Oh yeah, that's right. Because he's like, oh that guy who's like, he's too short for his desk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah. looks like he's just like a head on top of his desk. He's weird. He sits behind this huge desk, and and then yeah, then that's when you see that the 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 real overlord of bad guy. He like kills people using the acupuncture, one needle in the back of the neck, and yeah. and he shows his power. And then he put they put him back there, and they're like, "That's an Alan Tang's like, oh, the acupuncture was used. This is that exactly. This is that guy. That's how they know who who killed him. You know. Yeah. So because so us Westerners wouldn't be able to figure that out. Yeah. Know? So like you know, and then and then you know again the love thing with Stud Brown keeps going on, and then uh, they they um they find I think at some point they find out where the bad guy is because somebody tells them I forgot who told them where the bad guy was living but before they can get there they they end up killing um the stud brown's girlfriend you yeah know, they, they cut her up they cut her up they cut her face or something and kill yeah. her which is kind of like weird it know. was a weird angle of that you know and and um and that, and the bad they, guy i love the bad guy's motorcycle he has a little enduro uh from yamaha which i had my first motorcycle was a little yamaha 80 enduro so I had a flashback of, oh, I miss those motorcycles. Because that one was like a 175, but same. they were the same model. They just made them slightly bigger. Oh, okay. Uh, so I was like, oh, I love that bike. You know, I knew the I knew the motorcycle as soon as the guy was riding it. And I, I was like, oh. So the main henchman, the Razor, kills him. And then then when they go to, then they, when they had gone to uh, Aldo Ray is where they find out where, you know, the bad guy was. Yeah. And then he ends up going over there and killing Aldo Ray and his and his girlfriend or whatever. Yeah. So like you know, at that point, you know, yeah, I, I get, I'm getting the the plot mixed up. But after that happens, 
he goes, Stud Brown goes back and finds his girlfriend dead. So they end up going to... Now know, it's on. Now they're going to go... It's on. They're, they're going to go to the house. And, you know... At this point, they, at this point uh, Alan Tang still thinks that... His brother's dead. His brother's been murdered that's by they, his, That's right, because the bad guy told him he was guy. dead, and he had gone yeah. to the graveyard and said, no, my brother's not dead. I know he's And they dead. also have these weird flashbacks that, that the Alan Tang has... The girlfriend. Yeah, like... The of, wife of, of like, the girlfriend. Of his, his wife got... Killed, killed and and they don't he doesn't know really how I don't think that's right yeah that's another uh, subplot a lot like of a, subplots going yeah, on. a lot of subplots oh so many plots you yeah, know yeah. but uh <laughs> so they get so they get to the to the to the place and then he's yeah. you know the razor's there get and Stud Brown just blows him away because he knew he killed his girl or yeah. whatever and then they get into they get into the just so, just uh, like shotgun blasted him unceremoniously it was but yeah it was, like it was five good, shotgun blasts. yeah it was cool um and then they get to the house. And then there's a big kung fu fight, you know, of yep. course, and you know, all the Hong Kong guys are duking it out. Blah, blah, so blah. weird, because then, because all, all the, 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 all the, the pimps' friends from the bar are back up for Stud and Tang. Yeah. And then all the. And then, like, all the, it was like the crazy 88s. There was just wave after wave of skinny Asian dude yeah, just yeah, jumping yeah. in. Yeah. Because um, we also forgot, that was, this is when the big reveal is when he comes in, he's like, oh, you killed my brother. And he goes, has it really been that long? I am your brother. Right. And then he starts talking about like, oh, you know, I was overcome with lust. That's why I killed your girlfriend yeah, or yeah, your right, wife because right. I was trying to grab her goods. And yeah, I, yeah. And then yeah. she rejected me, so I got angry and killed her. Um, and then I fled to America, and and he was like, America is the land of opportunity. You can look if you have the courage, you can make it yeah. here. So yeah. So then they so get. So now in, it's on like Donkey Kong. So then like somehow or another he oh. The bad guy sicks one of his like henchmen on him, and then he takes off in his car. And then yeah. Alan Tang beats him, and then he runs after him with the. He jumps on the Razor's motorcycle. motorcycle. Yeah, and, then and that's where you can see this guy hasn't ridden a motorcycle much in his life. Yeah, well, uh, he was not too. He was shaky. I'll put it that way. Like when I was watching, okay. I was like, he doesn't like this motorcycle. Uh, okay. <laughs> He's doing it, but he don't like it. You know. Uh, so then now you're doing the the cut scenes with the the, the massive like free-for-all brawl that's happening at the house and we're like it's kind of funny i forget what happened though what that turned the tides the, the all the um the, what? the good guys start winning yeah yeah. and yeah. then something like uh steel does something or stud does something that like makes all the extras just run away yeah. He does he like beat somebody up and he No, hit I think that was Alan Tang who beat some guy up so bad that everybody oh. ran away. <laughs> All the extras just run away. That was it before was, he even saw his brother. Yeah, everybody okay. just turned out. That was funny. So funny. It made me that laugh. Like I actually like laughed. Yeah, that was funny actually, yeah. It was him. He beat some guy up so bad that everybody go, Whoa, wait a minute. <laughs> I'm out of here. Yeah, that was good, yeah. So so he chases his brother, jumps on the car, and then it should, the car ends up going off a cliff. And cliff blow. I was like, what? Because he doesn't even really do anything. He just kind of like struggles in and then yeah. hops off the motor, uh, hops off, and then and it blows up. And then at the end, they you know he goes oh, back. The they, ending was so cornball. Yeah, the end, yeah, they go back. They stood brown. Everybody goes, you know, well, yeah, we got him. Blah blah blah. And this and that and the other. And then. Okay, and then they just run out. Take my money. Yeah. Uh-oh, then they hear cop sirens, and they run. And they freeze frame at the end, like a Stuckey and Hodge Oh, episode. my God. And I was waiting for a question mark to be after the end. Question mark? Yeah. But they didn't do it. Yeah. This was a very strange movie in that it really, it was so uneven, it didn't know what it wanted to be. 
It kind of wanted to be exploitation, but it, it wasn't. To be it wanted to be yeah. kung fu, but it wasn't. As, as a matter of fact, there's a poster for it, and it was called Stud Brown. So that's a poster for the black the black neighborhoods. And then I, there was another poster with yeah. the Dynamite Brothers. So that's a poster for everybody else, the, I would imagine. Oh so so it, they were basically playing to whoever will buy a ticket, please buy a ticket. Multiple markets, yeah. so they can get more money, but marketing it to so and so and to so and so. So it's. It's definitely marketed in, in you know in an interesting way, but it's Strange. neither fish nor fowl. No, it's it's just an action movie. Yeah, and it kind of wasn't enough of an action movie. Like, like what happens a lot of times with these, and my this is my opinion, of course. When they try to be so much of a tweener, they don't get anything enough. Like if you were a, if you're a hardcore action fan, there's not enough action. Right. If you're a kung fu fan, there's not enough kung fu. And if you're a black exploitation guy. That misses completely, other than you know, other than Stud being there, you know. We, not completely. I shouldn't say completely. Yeah, it does have. It, it does yeah, have a good. Say, yeah, it has some. It has stuff. some good black exploitation so, stuff. So it's it. just one of those things where it's kind of like a light version of everything. Basically, you know. So yeah, it wants to be every. It wants everybody to come see it. So it wants the black crowd, me. the kung fu people, it's the drunk party girl the action guys. of movies. Exactly. The drunk. Yeah. Look at me, everyone, and you're like. Now oh, you know what's funny. I was talking to a friend of mine about this, and he had an aunt who lived in the area, and he actually saw that house. It's somewhere in California in the mountains oh there. God. So he actually saw the house, and he couldn't get up there because it was up some hills or whatever. But that place does exist still, and it's like the little dragon house there. It's crazy. I wouldn't have changed a thing. I would have left it exactly like that. Yeah, so, yeah. It's a, it was a fun movie. Fun I, I'm not bagging stuff. on it. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's an Al Adamson movie, you know. Yeah, it is what it is, yeah. so, you know. <laughs> Because it's an Alan Allison movie, I give it a seven as usual, mm-hmm. you know, because I love his movies. And I'll so. run a six. Um, yeah. I would have liked to see a little bit more kung fu, um, but there were still me. fights. But yeah, yeah that's me. I, I you mean, know, you know, I, you know, in a sense, I agree with you because they did have a, the Hong Kong team of stuntmen. Use and guys. them, man. He should have used them a yeah. lot more. But then, then it's then would have been dilutes a kung other fu stuff. Movie. Yeah. So it, as it, opposed it to a little bit of everything. You know, yeah. It was, yeah, it was, it was a fine little movie. It made me laugh sometimes. And, yeah, it was. You it know, was, it was enjoyable. That that lady's painting. Oh, the painting she's doing before <laughs> she gets killed. That was awesome. I forgot about it that. It's like a third grader did it. That painting. Yeah. She's like this, this this mute lady. Like he's he's like you're not gonna be a prostitute anymore. Now you're my woman, and I love you. And you're free to do your own artistic expression. And, like, later in the movie, she's painting. Yeah. And it's, like, a, a, a her behind bars. Yeah, kind of yeah, yeah, yeah. That but was it, funny. It looks like a young kid made that movie. That, that was great. It was so That was great. great. That's I why like, we I like why laughed. I like laughed. That's why we love these movies. That's why we love them. They, <laughs> are, they entertain us in multiple <laughs> ways. Sometimes you're laughing with them. Sometimes you're, you're laughing, laughing at, at them. them. And that's... Uh, it's just the way it goes. All right, well, let's go to some trailer breaks, and then we come back. Oh, boy. We're going to get to a, a crazier movie, if you can believe it. I know oh, you're all going, man. what? Yep. The movie I picked this week is crazier and more wrong in and, so many levels. Oh, boy. Okay, we'll, we'll be right back. Can we call this next one a movie? Yeah, I guess we can. We have to. We have to. Yeah, we all have right, to. We'll, uh, we'll be right back. You know, Goldmember, I don't think that's something one dude should say to another dude. Yeah. A little creepy. Konga. Not since King Kong has the screen exploded with such mighty fury. Defying bullets, bombs, rockets, standing a hundred feet tall, sending an entire civilization into panic. Konga. In color and speculation. Bring life to the dead. 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 
enter the occult world of necromancy. You were brought here for one purpose. Necromancy. A ceremony dating back to the pre-Christian era. It's the art of reviving the dead. It requires involvement with evil spirits by the person performing the act. The devil god brings life to the dead. No, 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 please. No, please. No. Death to the living. Necromancy. Starring Orson Welles and Pamela Franklin. From Cinerama releasing. In color, rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. He found Captain Winky! A great new motion picture in the world's newest motion picture process. Cinemagic. The wonder of the added fourth dimension. With Cinemagic, you are actually on the first rocket ride to Mars in the Angry Red Planet. You feel the dizzying heights of their fantastic city of mile-high buildings. You'll shiver as you ride the River of the Dead. Your depth perception will increase a thousandfold as you look into the waters that lead to foreverness. And the terrors you meet on Mars are beyond man's imagination. The Rat Bat Spider. So real in Cinemagic, you'll feel the crazed stare of its blinded eyes, the tearing shock of its iron claws, the giant amoeba. Like an earth germ only a hundred million times larger. Thrills, shocks, terrors, and your first glimpse of the light and the world of Mars. All are yours to experience in The Angry Red Planet in Eastman 5250 color from American International. There's just one thing, dude. What's that? You have to use so many cuss words. The fuck are you talking about? All right, we're back. So that was something right there. That was the angry something. What is it? The angry oh my red planet. Oh, that's a great movie. One of my favorites is Spider Monster from the Spider Bat Rat creature <laughs> crab creature. Yeah, Angry Red Planet. Oh man, wonderful. Surprised you haven't done that. We will one day. I think I watched that and actually liked it. I I own it. I bought yeah, it. Yeah, I like uh, it. That's a good movie. Um, so <clears throat> what 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 the heck did I unleash upon this team of slow robot reviewers this week? Something that. It eats, from what I understand. It's like a movie that was made in that was started in '72, wasn't finished till '77. So you know, the production was just wonderful. Never got released, supposedly. But when the when the director was shopping it around, I guess some some company made a got a master of it, and then in the early 2000s, actually put it out in Europe, and the director. Going through the internet, message boards, a movie board, finds out that people are talking about his movie that he thought that never got released, and the rest is history. How many movies are out there that never got released? I bet you a lot. That's right? I bet you a lot. I wish we could review those. There was a lot of movies where we can find them. That's the other thing. Yeah. There was a lot of movies that weren't released. But they ended up on video because they were in labs. Like oh. uh, a lot of so- ex- sexploitation and, right. you know, uh, cheesy things like that that just sat in labs because they didn't have the money to produce the movie. And then something weird or somebody buys the lab and finds a, 
a movie that was talked they about and was never come, released. Yeah. I mean, there, there's less and less of them, but we've we've done things that are pretty like the 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 monster and the stripper. Oh yeah, that might have been put out for a little while, but it was sitting in a lab. It was thought to be lost. And, yeah. And so this stuff movie, like Night of the Cat. Yeah. And, and things like that. So this movie here is called Deathbed: Colon the Bed That Eats. Yeah. And you're like, okay. That's why I picked it, because the name is so stupid and yeah. so odd. Yeah. Uh, I was like, and it was from the 70s, so I knew Dr. Morbius would do yeah, it. Yeah, I would you appreciate know. it, because, you know, yeah. the 70s owes me, you know, for residuals <laughs> for the way I've been exactly. pimping them for the last Just like every years. now and then you hook me up with some 80s glory that I didn't know about. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah 80s. 80s, you know, a little 80s cred, but yeah, I'm giving the 70s a lot more cred than yeah. it probably deserves. But. So this one was very, what you know... You you just talk about experimental or just it, stupid, it, it was stupid, weird. They had a process that made this one view. It, it was like from the bed's point of view, yeah. And where it looked like kind of a lava lamp, but it would do things like it would show an apple being eaten or it would show wine being drank, and it was just like they they got that down. However, they did it, and wow. My favorite part was when the guy, when the apple gets eaten by foam, it comes back up and it's obviously chewed by a human. And then when the when the chicken from the bucket of chicken goes in there, it's obviously been eaten by somebody. And it's yeah. like, yeah. And then you see like the chapters. I was like, what did Tarantino and do this? And like and breakfast, one, lunch, and dinner. And at one point, I think in the bed when it's eating stuff, a pile of Pepto Bismol goes down well, no, there. He, he, the bed eats that girl that kept on saying, oh, I feel sick, I feel sick. Yeah. So then the bed got sick, so it ate Pepto Bismol. A little bit of wah, wah, wah. Oh, God, this and this is such an uh, this movie is straight up crazy town. Yeah, it is. It is just like. First of all, the bed is this odd, weird-looking thing. Gigantic. Yeah. This bed is like an orgy bed. Like yeah. it came out and, of the Playboy. And, and it was in the movie. It, it came point. out of a Playboy mansion, guaranteed. You know, something like that, yeah. where they build it for that. Or maybe the the Hustler Mansion or the Cavalier or some something. of the lesser magazines. Because it's it's a huge bed. It has huge four huge corners, and uh, and like there's this guy sitting behind a painting, and you're like, what the hell is this? Because this whole thing is done in, in narrative. It's By a all, British guy. It's a British guy doing narrative, and it's all voiceover work. Almost all of it is voiceover. Who who seems to be insinuating, if I miss something, I don't know, that he's Aubrey, Audrey, Audrey Beardsley, because they used some drawings in the movie that looked like that guy. He's Audrey Beardsley, who I think was an Art Nouveau. Anyways, I don't know British, who that is. He was a British uh, uh, artist that did a lot of line work. And I think it was Art Nouveau. I could be wrong on that, but yeah. it looked like Beardsley's work. It was a lot of sexual and strange. And well, so probably they were just modeling it after him, or, or maybe it, was, like it wasn't that. him, was it? No, it wasn't him, but okay. I think... I'm not sure if they used his art or not. It was very sparingly used, but at any mm. rate, yeah. So you know that kind of stuff. An I don't really know that... Yeah. Of that type, they were trying to, Im- yeah, uh, you know, give you the impression that it was. So you know. what the hell is like the so you don't really know the story yet, and like I said, and the, the the neat it was neat where it it broke the chapters down by breakfast, lunch, dinner, and then just desserts. Yeah, and I was like, that's kind of funny. Tarantino probably will steal that in one of his upcoming movies. If so. he hasn't already, yeah, you know, uh, and it, or and maybe so, Rob Zombie will steal so it. So you have breakfast and then. They show these two, like this guy and this girl, are walking through the woods, and they get they have it upon this building, and they're like, oh, they know it's deserted, so they go in, and then this whole time, this British creepy guy's going, I would have warned them if they had come over to the painting, yeah, right. 
and and this guy's like, oh, he's just DTF. He's just trying to get this girl into the bed. And then she's like, I'm hungry. So he's like, oh, I brought apples and wine and chicken, a bucket of chicken. Yeah. You're like, Jesus. It's a lot um, to carry around if you're just trying to get, you know, gross. action. It's so gross. And so that gets eaten by the bed while they're making out on the bed. Like, it does this foamy thing, which made me think of the blob. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, the blob influenced this, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because um, the blob did that, too. When you If you watch the blob now, although it's... It's kind of a cult classic. It does the same kind of uh, cheese ball stuff. Sure. You know. Sure. Yeah. Um, so then this hippie, this couple gets eaten by the by the bed. The bed just after it eats them, they're like, oh, and, and he he's like, he's feeling her up. You know, he's he's rounding second base, going for sliding, yeah, yeah, going yeah, for yeah, home. Yeah, you know, yeah. and the bed just eats them, and it just pulls them in, and then like the cover drops blood all over the candle. But then the whole time it's doing his voiceover like crunching like it's eating yeah at the beginning it's got the crunching it's like <laughs> it's like oh yeah I'm, I'm the bed that eats and you're like oh this is at that point you know you're in for a long movie yeah yeah because yeah, it, right. it's plotting and they're using like this then he, then the british guy's like oh see what happened was the bed used to be in this big building but it was murdering everyone then it shows clips from like the 30s or the 1800s i don't even know you're like what the hell am i looking at here and then they're like oh this newspaper the daily bugle the daily bugle from spider-man yeah it's like uh, all this um strange crunching noise uh, munching noises coming from house you know everyone's eaten there's this investigators eaten <laughs> you're like what are you talking about? What is this? Like it doesn't. It's, it's very Monty Python in a lot of it ways. It was. It was like, is this a comedy? But it wasn't. No. It, it was. There was like, some comedic stuff like that old lady reading like Lesbian Monthly or whatever it was. <laughs> Throughout the rest of the movie, it's just like various and sundry people getting eaten by the bed. There's an orgy in the bed. There's like an old lady in the bed. More some woman. Uh, so uh, uh, the three girls or three women go out for a. See, there were like. There, there was those kind of things, and then there was like the major plot line, which was yeah. these three girls go there, right? And and is and you don't know if they're lesbians or not. No, you don't know. And it I makes guess you, you shouldn't care. It doesn't really matter. Um, and like they're just kind of tralalaing around this freaking movie, and you're like, oh my god! And this one girl's like, oh, I shouldn't have come with. And again, all voiceover. Yeah. There was no mics. There was no boom mics in this. You know, this was done on the yeah, cheap. Yeah. They, you know, they just dropped the ADR in afterwards and the hell with it, you know. And she's like, I shouldn't have come with. Oh, they've just been so quiet this whole time. I want them to turn around and take me home. And you're like, you're such a weirdo, you know. <laughs> One of them says, you guys go out. I want to, I sleep during the day anyway. Yeah, I'm, I'm a vampire or whatever. And I can't wake at night. And then she like, you know, there's a little bit of nudity in her. She takes it off there or whatever. And then she goes to bed and then she's having some weird dreams and then, like, uh, I don't know if uh, she takes her clothes off or the bed does it the or The bed must have, because she, she's, she's like, sleeping. had a dream, and the bed, like, eats her up or whatever. And, and that's then, when, because she was insane, she's feeling sick the whole day. And then the bed eats the Pepto-Bismol because it feels sick, too. And, oh and it God. makes itself, and then, they, then the girls come in, and they're like, oh, where'd that girl go? Who cares? Let's just go have a picnic. And then, then, then they flash, then you flash to this, this family about this guy being told by their mom they had to go get the sister, which is a, one of the she's girls. A, she's run away again. Yeah, and you're like, oh, what? Because what what it wasn't even really explained. It's just like, 
some dude. Yeah, yeah, right. It's some <laughs> dude and the mom in front of a, a house. Any house. <laughs> there was no permit to shoot this. They're just standing at a house. And uh, and then, then he's like, okay. And then they show him at a phone. I'm the brother. Tell me where she is. Yeah, I, I swear I'm the brother. And they're like, okay, well, she's at this house. Because... Uh, the house is being sold by a lawyer, and the lawyer was the friend of the black lady who took them there. Uh, one of the three girls, you know. And But then, like, the bed isn't even in a house. It's in a shed. Yeah. Instead of the house. And then the painting's like, see, we used to be in the master house, but because of your killing, now we're in this little shanty. You're like, what are you talking about? <laughs> it would take a crew of 20 men to move that bed. Like, it was the size of a, a, a building, you know. And, and the, the outside of, was like a shed. And then the inside was like a building. You're like, okay, that's obviously not the same place, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was trying to do some horror stuff where the bed controlled the door. It was slamming the door. And then they showed, like, the deterioration of the house and, like, the statue crying blood. There's all these imagery that, you know, I guess they were trying to be... This guy, again, this director, this was his only movie, was trying to do a lot of things in this movie and failing miserably at 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 every turn. At every turn. But damn it, he may have got it done. It was... I didn't... It was like like a car wreck you watched. It was oddly fascinating. I will say that some elements of it weren't... It wasn't like an unwatchable movie, though. It was no, it was slow, but it wasn't unwatchable. No. You know, like I'm watching this thing, I was like, oh, all right, I mean, whatever. You know, like I like cause then they went back and then for like the lunchtime, then then they showed like how this became a re- a sexual revivalist's camp. Yeah. And this guy's like, I'm gonna move this gigantic bed outside, and we're gonna just have orgies for church or something like that. And then it showed like a a, a gangbang going on or an orgy going on, and then and the bed eats it all, and then you're like, well, then how'd the bed get back in the building? Like, bed can't walk. See, <laughs> see, you know what? You know what's happening? We've watched so much shit on this show <laughs> that now this movie Makes doesn't sense. seem that bad to you. That's what happens. <laughs> this is the ha- this is what happens when you watch too many of these the movies. The scale has slid so hard to the left yes. that you're like. Yes. Man, it was an okay movie. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Five years ago, you would have been, oh my god, I hate this. I threw my, I wanted to break my TV set. Now, now I'm you're like, like, I'll give it a seven. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See, the sickness has taken over. <laughs> the sickness of the B movies. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now it's like I've seen worse. This isn't that bad. I've seen Birdemic. I have seen way worse. Like to me, this is like a movie. I'm like, hey, it was a movie. I don't know. <laughs> it's so good, but so bad at the same time. <laughs> I'd release it with Star Wars, the middle, those, the, the yeah, last the ones middle, that came uh, out. Yeah, the middle series. Yeah, the Jar Jar Binks trilogy. <laughs> It'd be a double feature: Jar Jar Binks and the the, the, the best that eats. Yeah. Who cares? Same crap. Same crap. <laughs> Oh God! <laughs> so true. That's so true. It's true. It's sad, but good. true. But but good in a way. Yeah, I don't know. A, so so after the orgy, then the bed's back, and that British guy who's in the little box. But for some reason, the black lady can hear him. Yeah. Isn't she the one? She's the one that she hears him. Yeah. Oh no no no! She doesn't. She gets killed in like the longest, most boring. Oh, the drag that scene where she's like the bed she, tries to eat her and she gets out, but she she's bleeding out. to death. She's bleeding from the back of her legs, and you're like, that's not how you bleed, but whatever, because it's just the. And, th- and then at some point, there's this backstory where the bed was actually this demon, and something happened where he was trying to get some girl. He killed the brooding artist girl. Yeah. Or, no, he fell in love with the girl, but the brooding artist like. 
yeah. I, I didn't understand it. It was like Me neither. it was like the 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 artist and the girl were together, and he lo- the bed loved the bed is a demon that loved the girl. But then, when he killed the girl, he he, he bled, and he the bled blood tears and the, the, the blood in. fell into the bed, and that's what made the bed. And then the bed came alive because the next person was the brooding artist who drew it. Yeah, some and it came alive, alive yeah. through them. This thing, and 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 he died of consumption, which yeah. I didn't even know was a real thing, but it is. Yeah. And uh, so that's like that's what you're dealing with here. Like there's a demon re- like reborn as a bed because of a yeah. tear of blood. And that's why he it, it, it couldn't kill the first girl because it, the first girl reminded him of this girl that would that they showed in this coffin who wasn't dead wasn't that's alive. Right. That's right. Yeah. And you're like, what are we doing here? Because then the brother comes. Okay, bear with us, folks, because yes. this gets a lot weirder. The brother comes to save the girl. The girl they try to kill the bed with a knife. The the knife falls <laughs> through it. The brother reaches in and comes out with skeleton hands. Yeah, I saw and that you're picture. Like, you're like, what? <laughs> how did how did how did he live through that? How did he not bleed to death and die? So weird. And then he makes her break the hands off because they were falling apart. And the whole time, then then this bed the, the bed's making like the door slam. So he goes out of the building. And the picture can talk to her because she looks at Cause it. Because it was that one day in in, in ten th- in a thousand years that the <laughs> the demon goes to sleep, so they can actually talk to the guy or whatever. Yeah, yeah you're like what? And then then he touches the painting. She goes, "Oh, I hear you now." And he's like, "I'll tell you how to kill the bed." Pip pip. And then and then you draw a figure eight with sticks, and then and you she jump. had to get naked too, right? Well, yeah, of course. Yeah, of and course, then uh, yeah. <laughs> you know that was part of the deal. And I'm not gonna be in my movie unless you like show even, them off. Hey, you know? even if you didn't, even if uh, you know that isn't part of the ceremony. Big props to you for for pulling it off. Uh, <laughs> for being a trooper, up, uppity British for being dude. A sport. <laughs> He's like, yes, and yeah, and you must be naked for the whole thing. <laughs> Did I mention that? It's <laughs> not in the script, but I just improvised. <laughs> I've been in a picture for a long time. So, <laughs> yeah, right. so anyway, so so then he, she puts the figure eight of sticks, yeah, river sticks uh, or sticks the band, whatever. Yeah, sticks, the so, band. sticks the band is out there playing music, and then she goes in. And she ne- and she carves a bloody figure eight around the bed and then her. And as this lights on fire, uh, he was like, "Oh, I forgot to tell you. This is the part that you're not gonna like. You're gonna die now. You're gonna be reborn into that li- girl that's in the coffin that we've seen a couple times without explanation. Yeah. And she's gonna burn the bed in th- in the figure eight of sticks as sticks plays. Uh, Mr. Roboto. Take me out on a boat on the river. Yeah, right. Um, yeah, ain't gonna be here no more. Exactly. No. Yeah. That's and, it. and so then, so then she's like, "Well, that sucks, but whatever." So she dies. The the lady, the lady. Com- the lady, she comes out of the coffin and takes the bloody stump hand guy and starts screwing him in the figure eight, which makes the bed appear and go no, and then light on fire, and then they all die. Oh, God. Can you imagine? I, I want to see that. What was this guy smoking when he came up with this? Oh idea? my god! If I could buy the original script that was written, yeah, I would buy a hundred dollars right now. If they, if you're if listening, it was on eBay. I would buy it right now for a hundred dollars just to have that kind of insanity in your house. 
You can have you can have that and, a, and an, an original copy of the UHF album. I'd actually keep it in the bank. I'd put there it in a go. vault. The vault, yeah, right. <laughs> I wouldn't want anyone. No, to no. You built a vault in your wall there, like. I wouldn't know. want it in the house in case the script would actually take over. Like it would be like you know my my uh, slot machine, the machine the that barber slot. chair would be yes, like the, the haunted barber yeah, chair. Yeah, I'd be like, oh no, in. now I'm gonna have to make a figure eight, and and sticks has to come in and play yeah, Mr. Roboto, uh, and that's just a pain in the butt. Oh, I mean, God, do they it. charge like. 300 bucks for a gig now, you know. At least, you know. And that's without their original lead singer. With him, probably like 500. <laughs> Four, 400, I guess. 400, get, get it done. So, much to your point, <laughs> I didn't hate this movie. It was so stupid. <laughs> and just like, I was kind of enamored at, at like the that effect they did. Some parts of it were like, how'd you do that? Like, yeah. when they showed an apple being eaten... There's an apple there, and it just like it's like going. Now it was just stop frame, yeah, take a yeah, bite, yeah. put it back. But it was it it was it worked. Some stuff fell out. Some stuff fell through the bed. Some didn't. Like it was very uh, you know wishy washy with the rules. The, the the bed didn't play by rules. It was the demon, you know. Um, once again, seventies. You owe us props. The, the Show us weird, money the, for pimping you. The weird dude in the painting. Yeah, was yeah, yeah. probably the squirreliest part of this movie because yeah, yeah, you're yeah. like, what is this guy? And they show him smoking. And he's just hanging out, you know. He's just chilling behind the thing, smoking. They wanted to be sexploitation. It wanted to be horror. It wanted to be an art film. It wanted to be a lot of things. <laughs> it wanted to be a train wreck, and it succeeded. It succeeded, and it succeeded in confusing me very much because some of it was so slow paced that you're just kind of like staring, and then some plot comes along that's important, and you and you got to wake up from your stupor a little. You know bit. what? It's funny you say that because there was a middle part. I almost went to sleep. Yeah, I was on I the couch watching this, and I just like <laughs> I was fading, and I'm like, I know. I was like, son of a bitch. So I got up and I had like a, a soda, and I like backed up a little bit to like where I consciously was, but I, I, I it, it, it lulled me to sleep. It's one of those that, that does, there's not a lot going on, and when you do see something that that would be jarring or would be like kind of important, you don't even know. There's no alert. Yeah. Like, why am I looking at this girl that has a rose that's under the ground? I know that's that weird. was another one. That, that, that was another. weird, and and you know, and you're like, okay, but they don't even really ex- describe it or say much about it. Um, whenever you do the ADR movies where there's no one talking and they just are explaining stuff, eh, you know, movies are show don't tell. Sure, it's a visual medium. It's a visual you're medium, supposed yeah. to just show me stuff. But if you Let don't have my enough brain. money to show you, then you have to tell them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and they didn't have enough money, so I'm pretty sure the guy who wrote this and directed it and all that, he was probably ADRing a lot of it too, you know. Yeah. I'm surprised it wasn't him doing the girls' voices too. <laughs> so he just I I don't know. I didn't hate it though. Like no, I said before, I, no, it was no. it was just one of those weird entities you could package this with the blob. If if the blob wouldn't have had what's his name in it, um Steve McQueen. Steve McQueen, it would be the same level. Uh, slightly better. Obviously, the the blob had a little bit of money or backing, but you could package that in the bed that eats, and who cares? It would be a double feature of whatever, you know. <laughs> just, this is just like I like movies that have people that you you know no not known actors. Yeah. Shot on film, you know, grungy. You know, yeah. it, it's it's one of these movies that like me and my uh, this is a movie that I'm going to tell. My friends are back because we've never talked about this movie before. I don't know if they've even known this movie because we we go down into the depth of Bizarro Land to yeah. find obscure this is perfect movies. This is for right Slow Robot. There. This is what Slow Robot's all about: finding yeah. some gem that's like, 
take a look at this. And it's this. on YouTube, so you can see it on YouTube for free. So yeah, I didn't buy this, it. some bitch. I'll tell you that much. I've never seen it. I saw that it's out on Blu-ray, believe it or not. <laughs> I saw that it's out on Blu-ray. Here I come, birthday list. <laughs> yep, Mom. Here's one more. I hope it doesn't break the bank. <laughs> this has to be like 12 cents on Blu-ray. No, that's the funny thing. I'll go look this up, and the Blu-ray will be like thirty-eight ninety-five, because it's gonna go for that weird niche market that'll be like, oh, I must have that one, and it'll be like, it'll be obscenely amount amount of money, you know. And you're like, no, stop. It'll be it'll cost you more money than the movie cost to make. <sighs> I hope the not. house was cool. You know, the atmosphere. You know, it had that old kind of like Victorian look to it. You yeah. Know? And some of it was shot really interesting, like really like. Uh, creepy and dark and mysterious it worked as a horror movie it worked as a horror movie kind of but it was just something it's totally different it's a different kind of movie and it, and it was there i think part of the problem and i could be wrong there just wasn't enough substance there was no one trying to crack the case there was no one there other than the little british dude in the painting telling narrating it yeah there wasn't anything like to move the movie forward other than i'm going to eat this lady now I'm going to eat another lady. Uh, now I'm going to eat a third lady. You're like, and you're like, okay, if there would have been an occult that was trying to take possession of the bed, or if there would have been a, 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 a PI hired by the first couple to solve the mystery and he was in the occult. like or That would have cost out. more money, though. I know. and But that would have been a movie then. Like yeah, a real, like a yeah, story yeah, would have been, yeah. mo- there would have been something to move it forward where this, that's why we were lulled to sleep. Ain't nothing going on, man. If you go to sleep, you're just missing the bed eat one person, maybe. Pretty much. And yeah, you'll for wake a while, up and then just eating different people without plot movement. That, and that's, it, yeah. So, I mean, that's... But it was kind of funny. They threw some funny parts in it. You oh, know. yeah. I, I mean, laughed was, a lot at this movie. Yeah. With it and at it. You know. the, the, the preacher gets sucked in there. That was pretty <laughs> bizarre. And the old lady, like I said before, reading the lesbian magazine. That was hilarious. And it was, and what the hell? What, it was some weird name, like Lesbian Observer? Or, yeah, or something like that. It was some, like, they tried to make... It was so... Weird. It was such a weird movie, you know. Oh yeah, if you're a lover of the weird, seek this out on YouTube. You won't be disappointed. Or you get it on a, Blu-ray. Or I get know. it on Blu-ray and give the director like his due. You know, give him some drop okay. down twenty bucks so he could make another one. So what are you gonna give Deathbed? I'd give it a six. Yeah, I was gonna give it a five, but I think I think that's a little harsh. Yeah, give it a six. I'll go with a six. Six six six. The number of the deathbed yeah, devil something beast. Something like that. Yeah. Iron Maiden. Strange. Iron Maiden's in in Fort Lauderdale. They're starting their tour this week. My friend went down there. He took a picture of now, Air Force One. Wait a minute. What'd you do? Iron Maiden? Iron Maiden is in Florida now. I thought the singer had like throat no, cancer. No, he's or... cured. He's all right now. They're starting a new tour. He went down. He went down. He showed sent me the picture to whatever airport Fort Lauderdale, and he took a picture of Air Force One. Uh, They're yeah, here. Yeah. Iron Maiden's. Yep, yep, they're here. They've landed, and they're getting ready to start the Ed American Force tour. Force One. Uh-huh. Man. Oh, Maiden, you're so crazy. All right, that's it for this week. We're, 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 this movie t- took it out of us. We're done. We're done. Uh, my name is Mal with me, as always. Dr. Morbius. From Parts Unknown, and we'll see you next week with more shenanigans.
beware of the blob, it creeps and leaps and glides and slides across the floor, right through the door and all around the wall. A splotch, a blotch, be careful of the blob. Beware of the blob, it creeps and leaps and glides and slides across the floor, right through the door and all around the wall. A splotch, a blotch, be careful of the blob. Beware of the blob, it creeps and leaps and glides and slides across the floor, right through the door and all around the wall. A splotch, a blotch, be careful of the blob. Beware of the blob, it creeps and leaps and glides and slides across the floor, right through the door and all around the wall. A splotch, a blotch, be careful of the blob. Beware of the blob, it creeps.